All the thoughts and ideas you hear on this show are just our opinions. We have no affiliation with any restaurant or business whatsoever. We are just two guys hanging out talking about food. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. This is Tasty 219, season number three, episode number two. My name is Larry. I am here with Greg. Here with Greg, recording in Crown Point, Indiana, not Gary, Indiana. Just for those of you who think we might be recording in Gary, we are not. We are in Crown Point. What the hell are you talking about? I told you this story. This is from my sister in Minnesota who claims some guy told her that we record in Gary. Some guy in Minnesota? Right. Who the gives a shit if we record in Gary? <laughs> Why does that matter? It doesn't matter. And that guy's from Minnesota, and I don't know who he is. Right. So, hey, guy from Minnesota, we do live in Crown Point, and we do record out of Crown Point. And if we did record out of Gary, why the hell does it matter? <laughs> anyway, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Slightly flabbergasted now. What? Uh, you, you were told that story before, so that's yeah, but I don't been. remember. That's crazy. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the ideas that we've had and maybe a little change for the show with our micro podcasts in between our regular podcasts. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it was kind of your idea, so you run with that. Well, <clears throat> it just seems like there's a lot of places where we go and we feel like we can't do a full hour podcast. Sure. And I thought it would be a good idea if we did these mini podcasts, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Sure. And they could be labeled like episode 1A or one and a half or something. And that way people would know, hey, this is just going to be a special little podcast. I think that's a cool idea. Okay. Well, if you see some of those half episodes, that's what's going to happen. Um, and we have a lot of exciting things planned and it seemed like when we were, we had the planning session out on the patio last weekend, Sure, which was a lot of fun. It was we fun. Ha- we have a lot of things written down. Uh, I don't know if we talked about the investments we've made in our equipment on the podcast yet. No one's going to care to hear that. No, but uh, uh, my point of bringing that up is we, we are able to be more mobile Yes. Yeah. And it seemed like every episode we have planned for season three has a guest or some type of, um, you know. Of the unique- vast majority of the season three episodes are going to be done on location rather than on our normal studio. Right. So, so rather than lugging my giant iMac around, we got a, a solution to do that otherwise yeah so that that, those are exciting changes and we got that little microphone thing that plugs into your phone and we can interview people on the spot if we want to true true yeah so those are exciting changes for the tasty 219 podcast i think yeah so here we are episode two episode two season Three. Three. It's not the initial episode two we had planned. It's not, but it's exciting. Uh, actually, our the one that we did have planned was really not planned. <laughs> it was oh, just yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we stopped in for dinner and we said, "Oh, it was just that cool off the bat." But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. So yeah, we always I always carry my uh, Tasty Two One Nine folder just in case, and it just happened to come and play them. So we scrambled to do a new episode 
uh, two to release to you guys so you didn't have to wait longer. True. And before we get into the episode, let's talk about the beer we have. We have beer. Per usual, we always have beer. This is called Laser Snake, which is by Three Floyds. Three Floyds is by a landslide, the biggest brewery out of Northwest Indiana, for sure. There's no way around that. They are absolutely the biggest one. They're doing incredibly well, and they have been doing incredibly well for a really long time. So when we talk about that, they're out of Munster, Indiana. Sure. And um, they closed their food venue. Is that correct? You know... I don't know. Yeah. I feel like maybe they did. I don't know if that was just temporary because of COVID or I know if that was during, permanent. They had a lot of crazy COVID stuff happen. I don't know how they bounced back from that. I'm assuming they did because they do so well, but I don't know what their situation is. I do believe they opened a distillery, right? We also should totally know this, but, uh, yeah. I'm, but I'm pretty sure they closed the food venue. Oh, well. So it's an India Pale Ale. I don't know if you said that. I did. Well, no, did. I don't know if I did. Yeah. All right. So let's open these and take a, a the, uh, taster. The can is very 80s heavy metal meets Saved by the Bell. It's very cool looking. Okay. Nobody's um, going to know what you mean by that. Um, it doesn't matter. I've had Laser Snake a bunch of times and I really like it. Um, what do you think? You just took a drink. I actually like it too. I wish it was cold. It was cold. We just had a little bit of time to yeah. pull back. but Yeah, I like this. Yeah, I like these very much. Yeah, very good. Uh, very mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely... It usually goes down, but it's still hoppy at the same time. It's very hoppy and very bitter, like an IPA, but it's it's got a good roundness to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Laser Snake a lot. I'm uh, pleasantly surprised by this, and I don't think you're going to have to finish this one off for me tonight. Oh, <laughs> all right. So getting into the show, we decided to go to Pappas Restaurant. Yes. And that's at 1130 North Main Street in Crown Point, Indiana. This might be the quickest we've ever sat down and did the session after the meal. Like the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because like we were just there. Like yeah. we just ha- we were just there and now we're back. Yeah, I feel early on in um like season one we did that right away too. Oh sure, but I, I think you're right. It's the closest to your home and and that. Yeah, it's right. It's right there. It's very close. By. Their website is www.pappascrownpoint.com. Correct. And their hours are easy Monday through Sunday, seven thirty a.m. to eight p.m. Right. I will say, I, I would say, if you're not familiar with Crown Point or where Pappas is, they are off the beaten path, and they are in the Crown Point Jewel parking lot. Right. Like, there's uh, that strip with the Jewel and the uh, the McFly's Barbershop and uh, a couple tanning salons and, like, the, the baby thrift store or whatever the hell else is in that strip. BMV. Right, I could have led with that because that's like who doesn't go there, Jesus. Um, and at the other end, there's like uh, there's a Centier and the Fat Burrito and all that and the Litgo. But if you go down to the other end, if you go south of there, you'll see it, and yeah. it's just kind of there, tucked away behind a couple buildings. It's not really tucked behind buildings, but f- um, from the view of the road, 
you really can't see it. No, it's almost like you would think that they would have a sign on Main Street. And they don't. But they've been there for so long. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely a Crown Point local staple. And Crown Point locals in general, incredibly familiar with it for sure. So this obviously wasn't our first time there. No, this is probably like, without exaggerating, probably our 15 to 20th time. Now. Yeah, yeah. It's, We've been there a lot. It It's pretty equivalent for me to the old round the clock in Valpo. It's got, yeah, it's like a, a round the clock or a George's type of family style Greek diner. Straight yeah. up, like nothing you've never seen. Exactly. Um, so when we we've open up with the first impression and setting and aesthetics, uh, you noticed something right away and you said, write that down in your notes. Do you remember what you said? The booth is huge. Yeah. The, the nice booth big is booth. huge as hell. Like those tables are long. Yeah. Sick. You could easily fit six people in the booth. You could fit six people on a side of that. Like the last supper It's <laughs> massive. And, uh, also it, real quick, why were they all on that side of the table? You know what I'm talking about? They were putting on a show. In the Last Supper? Yeah. They were putting on a show? Yeah. What for all of? the people. They were all inside somewhere. All the people. Anyway, what, that's neither here so nor there, but I've always been curious out, about that. The, the size of the table worked out good for us because you took your little new iMac to take notes and stuff. And This is my iMac. This is my MacBook. Oh, excuse me, the MacBook. And I had my Tasty 219 folder that I carry with me. And so we were able to spread out and enjoy enjoy it. And you, for real, you could have had a you could have had an eight top at that booth, for real. If, if none of them were big people, you could have had an eight top. Yeah. So other impressions. Um, I like that the family dining section is separated from the other section that has the bar in it. Oh, sure, sure. You know, and and that's nice. Um, you you walk in, and right there is the hostess stand. So, and then she directs you to which way you want to go. Uh, I like the teal and the pea green color motif. Uh, it it transcribes through the menu. And the walls, yes. and, and uh, even the back leather cushions of the booths was that teal. And their branding and design was done by Sawdust, who's done, they did the new Prime branding. Um, they've done a bunch of other cool businesses in Crown Point, and that's uh, uh, a good buddy of mine named Tony works for them, and he does really, really awesome stuff. Well, that's so, good. Shout out, Tony. Love you. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that they've been there for years, but that whole motif and that, it looks fresh and new. It, they've only had that branding for, I think it's been less than five years. I could be wrong. They used to have this big ship wheel on the front of their <laughs> um, restaurant. And anytime I would talk about going there with my mom, we would just refer to it as the ship wheel place. Huh. But yeah, then they got this new fancy modern hip branding and it's gorgeous yeah i love it it looks really good you have any other impressions or uh, it's so hard to have a first impression on a place i've been so many times you know yeah but uh their uh their aesthetic and branding is very clean and beautiful i, I do love that i do want to bring up the bathrooms because their bathrooms are always super clean and they're updated and 
Uh, yeah, I, I like, I mean, I don't want to say I enjoy the bathrooms because I don't enjoy hanging out in the bathrooms, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't, that's weird. <laughs> I don't cringe when I go in them, you know, it's, they're nicely decorated sure. and yeah. I don't want to go off the rails too far, but just for a second, I want to say that I'm pretty sure that once you get hired at Speedway, they have like a part of their employee training is to be like, Hey. Don't ever, ever clean the bathroom, ever. Because the bathroom at every single Speedway is the most disgusting place in the world. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Speedways are kind of nasty. And it's weird because it's like the biggest gas station ever. Yeah. And their bathrooms are hellish. Anyway, that's uh, that's that. Sorry. I had to get that off my chest. So then we go on to the server. Sure. And the service. We had um, a young lady named Bree. Yeah. Um, She was very friendly. I appreciated that Pappas employees wear that uniform. Yeah. Uh, you know who's at your table and why they're there. Uh, they were nice and clean. Um, the only negative I'll say is that every single plate that was served to us was sitting there empty at the end of our experience. Sure. Our table was covered with dirty dishes and they were never picked up or taken away or anything. Fair enough. How about you? What do you think of the service? Um, it was it was fine. Um, she did good. She was friendly. She wasn't in your face. Um, which is something that you know I like. Yeah. Um I didn't I don't have really anything negative to say other than the fact that uh getting stuff cleared off the table was a bit of an issue. It wasn't that big of a deal. But I get what you're getting at. If we would have had a regular size table, it would have been an issue. Oh, sure. But our table was a mile long. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's my point. So then we move on to drinks. Yes. Um, I had water. You had water. I had water. And I had the iced tea, and it was served with the lemon wedge. And I want to go off on a tangent here. Here we go. Brace yourself, y'all. He's crazy about this. I am crazy about this. I know. It pisses me the hell off when I order iced tea, iced, I-C-E-D-T, and it comes and you have no ice in it. None, nada. Now, I've been to the Panda Express in Crown Point, and I've made an issue of it two, maybe three times, and I still, the last time I ordered it with extra ice, and I got it, and there was no ice. The same thing here. I got my iced tea. There was no ice in it. So, my question is, where's the ice? Like It's around. Like My, had, like my the water old, had ice, and it was great. Like the old Wendy's. Where's the beef? My lo- my slogan's going to be, where's the ice? Cool it, man. <laughs> it ticks me off. So if, <laughs> if you see me come into your restaurant and I order iced tea, I want ice. Ice, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but other than that, the iced tea was good, and you can tell it was brewed. So other That's than how that, iced tea is made. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of times it comes from powder. Like an instant tea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I could tell this was brewed. Yeah, but it was it was room temperature tea. Yeah. And not good. Not iced. I get that. And you had that problem at... Panda has and, been bad about Duncan? it. Duncan? 
and Duncan. No, Duncan's usually pretty good because you can order extra ice and they give it to you. The Bucks might be bad on ice too. Maybe. I don't know. It seems like everyone has been bad about it this season. Man. Maybe there's an ice shortage worldwide. Worldwide ice shortage and we're all just, you know. Yeah. So then uh, we ordered an app and I'll let you... Talk about I mean, yeah. we were at a Greek style diner, so we got Saganaki, so they can they can set the fire into the opa and all that. And uh, and t- uh, I initially wanted to do the Saganaki, so when they came and did the opa, I could get a tight ass picture of it. And uh, I missed it, and it's a pretty mundane little flame on the plate. If you you see it on Instagram, that fire was a lot bigger, but uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's a traditional flaming fried cheese. It was really good, I thought. I liked that it was gooey on the inside and that crispy breading on the outside. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I thought it's usually served with like crackers or pita or something, but they just served it plain. So I don't know like what it's supposed to come with, but I feel like it's something. Yeah. But I could absolutely be wrong there. Yeah. I feel like I've been there with my friend Chris in Washington State a lot, and they always... I've been there with her, and we got Saganaki. Yeah, and I but feel But I don't like, remember if there was bread or something. Yeah, I think there... So I if you're listening, let me know about the bread. <laughs> or crackers or something. But it was yeah. just it was just crispy, fried, hot cheese. So then... Um, it was we, still tight. <laughs> we move on to salad and soup. And of course, if you are a loyal listener to the podcast, you know from our lemon rice soup episode that uh, Pappas Restaurant came in third on both of our top fives. Third place. I I, I want to say they might have been my number two. Honestly. They weren't. I think they were. No, I would bet my paycheck that it was is third. Um, I might I might want to take the mods. I'm trying to find my phone. But so I can look at my my notes from that. But uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. Uh, so yeah, the lemon rice soup it's served with uh, huge rolls, and um, yeah, they it it's it's legit, decent, excellent, perfect lemon rice soup. All four of those words mean different yeah. things. <laughs> well, I mean, they're all of them. They're really good. I'm a huge fan of their lemon rice. Big, big, big fan. Yeah. Great stuff. And then we move on to our entrees, and I'll let you go first. I got a regular gyro platter with the sandwich and the fries and, you know, the, the normal gyro stuff. Yeah. And it was awesome. It was very pretty. It really was because yeah. normally you go to like um, I don't want to use this as an, as an example, but I guess since we're talking about presentation, I will. Um, Athens Grill and Wool is the best euro in the world, probably not in the world, but around here, it's phenomenal. But it's just like wrapped in foil in a styrofoam box. And it's not pretty. Yeah. But on here uh, at Pappas, it was on a nice like rectangular white plate and. Uh, Lots of stacks of pretty onions and a little pickled scenario in the corner and some some coleslaw and some French fries. And those French fries were bonkers. I don't know what they do. Like, I know they just deep fry them, but they got some kind of coating where they're super, super, super crispy and they're seasoned and they're fluffy on the inside. They're fantastic French fries. Yeah. Yes. 
Now, I want you to remember you use the word stack, and I want you to remember that for later in the show when I talk about my entree, the meatloaf stack. That's what I ordered. The meatloaf stack, it comes with your choice of one of three gravies, the chicken, beef, or the sausage gravy. If you're getting meatloaf and you don't get beef gravy, then don't get meatloaf. Yeah, I thought I could I could you almost give gravy see, options on meatloaf. I could see the sausage gravy because I think that's how they serve it down at uh, Mason Jar in Lowell. That sauce, their sausage gravy is probably one of the best that I've had. But anyway, I can't imagine having meatloaf with chicken gravy. But anyway, you get the choice of three gravies. Um, it was tasty. You could see the big pieces of onion and green pepper in it, and I, I yeah. really like that. Uh, it, it, it screamed, you know, homemade and oh, sure, and sure. That. So yeah, I was, I was uh, pleased with the overall taste of it. Good. That's good. And then we move on to the sides, and I got mashed potatoes. Sure. Unfortunately, these mashed potatoes are from a box, and they're instant. Uh, How sure are you? Uh, very positive. You can taste that taste. Okay. Yeah. And it had the nice gravy over the top of it, and it was a scoop of you know regular mashed potatoes. It was all right. You know, nothing, nothing to rave about. Um you kindly gave me your coleslaw that was served in one of those metal condiment cups. Um, and it had a good rustic chop on it. And the sauce was nice. Uh, nothing outrageous. Um, wasn't sweet. Wasn't vinegary. It was right in the middle. So, yeah, I enjoyed the coleslaw. Cool. That's and good. your sides. With the fries. And I talked about them already. Yeah. They... When when they came out, you could tell they were going to be good. They oh, had yeah, that perfect that perfect coloring on them. Yep. Yeah. And and we talked about. Are we keeping you out? I'm just. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, we talked about maybe they had a coating on them before yeah, they were something, fried. Because they're so crispy. Yeah, they they were good. I had one bite thanks to you. I tried to give you more. No, I'm I'm trying to be good. Um, and then we move on to the dessert and, uh, you know, she told us that they did not make them themselves. I got the chocolate cream pie. Now, and the crust was very good. It was, you know, sometimes you can overdo pie crust and it's not tasty, but this was pie crust has way too much or when a pie has way too much crust, it ruins it. Yeah, but this was this was a good flaky, tasty crust. Um, the chocolate part of it was good. I didn't care for the whip topping part. Um, I don't know. It had a funny consistency and taste to it, like almost like a lardy taste. Ew. Yeah, I didn't and have I that did, issue. So I didn't. I didn't eat that part. I just ate the chocolate and the crust. But it, it was good. Okay, I got coconut cream pie. Um, it's one of absolutely, absolutely one of my favorite desserts. I love coconut cream pie and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, I like a coconut cream pie too. This one had more cream than coconut though. I wanted, I wanted more coconut. Sure. I'll give you that. Yeah. And it also had that weird whip topping on it. It had that, um, 
a heavy fridge taste. Yeah, yeah and, and uh, I think that's what it is. It, like, got the odors from the fridge. It's just, and like, fridge taste is de- it's a real thing, and everyone's familiar with it, and uh, it's not pleasant. So if you don't want fridge taste, put a box of Arm & Hammer baking soda in the back of the refrigerator. That draws all the odors out of your refrigerator to that box. I would imagine in a commercial fridge, you're going to need like a million pound box of that. I'll agree with you there. But if you'll recall, they have their pie cabinet up front. True. And, and it's, it's a pretty normal size fridge. It's like one of those Pepsi coolers or something. Right. Yeah. So then we move on to uh, presentation. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to talk about the presentation that Saganaki, it was, like you said, it was lit on fire at our table and had that traditional opa to it. Opa. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. And when you hear that pop of the flame, that it, it's, it never it's, gets it's old. It's fun. It's it ne- always fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, a table side explosion at dinner is always cool. The plate that was served on was really pretty. It's a little skillet kind it was, of deal. It was a black like skillet, yeah, and it had that aluminum insert in it. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. The rolls came in this nice wire basket, and it had that paper, um, uh, like butcher paper, in the bottom of it. And the rolls had, are good. Yeah, and it had that whipped butter in that foil. Uh, aluminum condiment cup mm-hmm. again. Whipped butter or just room temperature butter at least Yeah, can make or break yeah. your whole restaurant. The entrees, like you said, were served on those rectangular white platters. Nice change from the regular ordinary plates. Yeah, they're pretty. They're definitely pretty. Something that I found odd was on my plate. And like I said, I'm going to talk about that stack, meatloaf stack part later but i had this random piece of lettuce with one tomato on a slice of tomato on it and a cucumber on top of that on my plate and i thought to myself what a wonderful world (laughs) sorry (laughs) i didn't think what a wonderful world i thought this what a weird ass like (laughs) Uh, to put it nicely, I didn't understand why that was on my plate. Because, like, um, to me, when you get a meatloaf and mashed potato dinner, the obvious side or garnish, garnish would be corn or green beans. Sure. Something homey and, you know, made you I feel good. I think they just put a little cluster of color on that corner of the plate because it was empty. Yeah. It didn't but need I, to like, be there. To fill up more space on that corner of the plate, they could have put a handful of parsley leaves and a slice of lemon, and it, you just would have been like, oh, garnish. You wouldn't have even thought twice about it. Yeah. Because if you have a big empty spot on your plate and you know what to do and you put some parsley leaves and a slice of lemon there, no one's going to yeah. I almost wanted to say, uh, can I have some salad dressing with this petite salad? <laughs> it was just a little salad. But... It was Maybe so odd. they were out of their normal garnish because it was clustered together like it was meant to be a garnish. Yeah, it was. It was just odd to me. It was. It was strange. How about you? You have any more on presentation? Um, my euro was laid out really nice. Um, those rectangular platters are really, really useful for making things that aren't traditionally pretty look really nice because you have all that lateral room and space. 
Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Great for entrees too. Yes, definitely. And then we go on to other notes, which I don't have any other notes tonight. Do you have anything? Um, not offhand. No, I don't. So this is the point of the show where we usually go to break. Break. Yep. And so maybe you that. can get a little shut eye in during the break so we're not yawning. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> but, uh, so here we go. We'll catch you on the flip side. All right, we are back. Yes, we are. How was break? Fine. It Did was fine. Did you wake up? No. Did you find your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Successful break then. Yeah. Larry found his phone. I did. And why do we need that phone, Larry? Because like I said in the last episode, I'm mildly dyslexic and I'm not good at math. It's not my <laughs> fault. It's not it's not funny that you're laughing. You need your calculator. I do. Okay. So we here we are on to scoring for Pappas Restaurant in Crown Point, Indiana. Our first score that we give, as always, ambiance, setting, and mood. I'm giving Pappas of Crown Point a four. Uh, they have classic Greek American diner with good food. Fair enough. Um, for ambiance, setting, and mood, I'm actually going to go four and a half because it is just like a, a regular Greek diner type of joint, but they have stunningly beautiful branding and aesthetic tied to it, so it gets a little bit extra for me, so I'm going to go four and a half. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. It is on the higher end of the diner sure. uh, category And, and of they have a lot of like neat stuff on their their menu, especially if you don't eat meat. They have a lot of stuff for you there. Um, and for like a, a flat top grill, Greek diner type of joint, um, not terribly common to see. But uh, they do they do cater to everybody, and it's cool. Yeah. Something that I usually get there is the Mediterranean combo, which I highly recommend. It's the pastizio. You do get that a lot. Yeah. The pastizio, moussaka, spanakopita, and the gyros meat. Uh, yeah, that's usually pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if you want to try out all their stuff, that's the way to do it. If you are a, a meatless type of person, they do have avocado fries, which are just battered and fried slices of avocado, and they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. No, I'm not saying, obviously, French fries are also meatless, but uh, it's just a neat thing that they have, and I like them. Yeah. And then we move on to value. I'll let you go first. Um, value, it's, uh, I'll probably, I'm going to go, I don't want to go like between a 0.5 and a whole number, like a 0.75 or something. So I'll probably go three and a half just because it's when, uh, when you strip away the cool branding and the nice decor and interior, it's still a Greek family diner and it's a little expensive, but I mean, that's not to like undermine their quality or anything because the food is good and uh, they use good stuff in their food, but it's uh, it could, it could afford to be a little cheaper, I think. Yeah. And to me, it, it varies for me on the day that I go there because for me, the value is pretty high when I buy that combo. Sure. But on today's um, meal that I got, um, I'm not sure why it was called the meatloaf stack because I had one piece of meatloaf 
and one scoop of mashed potatoes with gravy over it. Usually when I've gotten a stack in the past, it's a layer of meatloaf, mashed potatoes on top, and another layer of meatloaf with maybe like uh, French fried onions on top. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure where the stack came in here. Is this why you told me to remember stack earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it it wasn't in my notes. I was waiting for that. I'm like, why? why?" (laughs) So yeah, for that reason, I'm giving them uh, a Pappas, a value score of three tonight. Okay. It was just average. Sure. Yeah. I wanted more meatloaf. Fair enough. Yeah. What's next? Next, as always, is service. And for service, I give them a three and a half. I appreciate the staff was all in uniform. Our server was pleasant, but the entire meal's plates were stacked up on the table at the end of the night for me. I'm in a similar boat as you. Um, The host was pleasant, fine, smiley, got us a table. Like they're supposed to, which is cool. Um, the server was mellow. She was friendly. She set the cheese on fire and said, Opa. Actually, I'm pretty sure like she forgot to say it because it was like on fire. She goes, Oh yeah, Opa. Like she didn't give a shit. And I was kind of like, Hey, sick, I get it. Like you're probably super burnt out on this. Don't worry about it, man. You don't need to scream nothing. Just set the cheese on fire and bail. I understand. <sighs> um, so I'll go for um no, that the the dishes thing kind of bummed me out too. I'll go three and a half there. All right, and then we move on to presentation. Um, for me, I I had like a a nine dollar euro platter, which was nothing fancy at all, and it was damn pretty. It really was. I do agree with you. I agree. Like with they you. brought it out, and I was like, oh, geez, like y'all y'all cared about this. This this looked nice. Yeah. And that's cool. It was like one of the probably one of the cheaper dinners they had on their menu and probably one of the things they make the most. It's a euro at a Greek diner. Um, and it was it was good and it looked really nice on the plate. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And that's going to be the cover for our show this week. Very likely. Um, so for presentation, I'm going to go four. Okay. How about you? We move over to presentation score for me. Um, I like the way that the food was presented for the most part. Um, the random piece of cucumber, lettuce, and tomato was weird to me for my dish. Like I said, I would rather have corn or green beans thrown on the plate. Neither, sure. neither one of those are expensive. I get um, that. So for me, uh, presentation, I'm going to go three and a half. Right on. And then we move on to the biggie. Uh, the score is out of 10, and it's the quality and taste score. So I start this, right? Yeah. For quality and taste, um, I don't want to be harsh by any means because, like I said, at its bare bones state, it's a, a Greek family diner. Um, but the food is good, and I've been there a bunch of times, and I wouldn't go back if the food wasn't good. They have a really extensive menu. They actually have a full-service bar that we did not mention. They have a full bar in the back that um, I I think very seldom utilized, honestly. Um, they have two separate dining rooms, which I think is cool. Um, we get sat and uh, Usually we get sat on the opposite I side. I think it's about 50-50. Sure. But um, 
a lot of booths, a lot of tables, really cool. Um, they definitely have room for a lot of heads in that place, which I think is neat. But um, for quality and taste, the food has a, a, a really high quality to it. They make a lot of really neat things. Uh, they do care a lot about what they put out. So for that, I'm probably going to say I'm going eight and a half for quality and taste. Okay. Because I don't, I don't want to go too low because it's not a fancy place. But for what it is, it's uh, a, a lot more like upper crusty than it needs to be. They, they do much better than places similar to it. Uh, I agree what you're saying here. Um, but I think this category doesn't delineate between a higher end fancy restaurant and a mom and pop diner. To me, taste and taste and quality and quality that transcends between the low mom and pop to the higher end. Those those differences reflect in the other categories to me more. And um, I'm not far off on your score here. I went with an eight. Um, everything was tasty. Um, the only thing I didn't care for was that whip topping on my pie, and they didn't make it, so... Um, yeah, technically, that doesn't even have anything to do with them. Yeah. Uh, that, I guess they picked it out and put it on their menu. Uh, so, yeah, an eight, which is a good score. Um, and when I total up my whole points for this experience, I give Pappas a crown point, 22 total points. Divide that by six, and the score is a 3.7. They got a straight four for me because my total was 24. Nice. So overall, not not bad. No. Um, of all the uh, the family style Greek diners in Northwest Indiana, and there is a lot of them. Like every town's got ten. Um, Pappas is one of the best, if not the best. Uh their their breakfast is awesome. Their, their dinner and lunch stuff is awesome. But also, I can hold a, a family style Greek diner in a different regard when I'm talking about breakfast because. That's a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Diner breakfast is different than diner dinner for sure. I would also love to do a diner breakfast episode. That'd be fun. Yeah. And then when we talk about stuff like that, I almost wonder how we're going to score something like that. Um, I think it has to have a different scoring. I feel like to do a diner breakfast episode... The night before, we need to go out and drink a shit ton of tequila and go to that hungover real bad. Because, like, when you're really hungover from a night out, diner breakfast is going to change your life. And I feel like that's that's the way we're going to we're going to gauge how good it is. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I'm a little too old for that. Okay, you weren't a year ago. (laughs) <laughs> a lot happens in a year yeah that's fair i'll give you that for <laughs> sure i'll give you that a lot does happen in a year holy hell is that true <laughs> um as always we thank you for listening to us um, yep thank you very much appreciate you uh we got a whole me- n- uh, mess of new merch in our store a lot of it is uh very cool if i will say so myself i do like a lot of it um so it's up there. Uh, there is a couple of sales coming up. We will post about them accordingly when they are happening. Yeah. The the um, company that um, 
prints our uh, merchandise. It's going to have three separate sales this month. So, yeah, that's exciting. I've been asked about that a bunch of times. They're like, why don't you print your own podcast merchandise? Oh. And I'm like, do you know the amount of work that putting a graphic onto one t-shirt entails? We do not. I'm not doing that. We do not want to carry that inventory. I do not want to carry that inventory. I do not want to make all this inventory. I put images onto garments as a living. That is my job. And I am not doing it for this. With all that extra stuff, there's no way. No. So the company we, we do go through is awesome. And they do a great job. And go to our website and get yourself something. Because a lot of the new stuff is really cool. And if you want something different, let us know. It's... It's really easy to get new things up there. So, actually, if you'll recall, we did not design the creme brulee hoodie. Uh, it was recommended to us by one of our listeners, and you went to work and created it. And uh, so we did. We did design it. Well, no, I mean it wasn't our original thought. It sure, came from sure. a listener. So yeah, someone pitched it, and then I had some downtime at work, and I was like. I can do this. Yeah. And I, I did it. Yeah. And you put it up and you can do that with anyone's Yeah. So if ideas. you want something specific, let me know. And uh, if it's a good enough idea, I'm not saying it's for sure going to happen because it's a bad idea. We're not going to do it. But if it's a good enough idea and it's funny, then yeah, we can, we can make it work. Yeah. But yeah, it's not, it's not going to be anything. So don't get too carried away. Yeah. So like I said, we look forward to uh, episode, uh, season three. Um, lot, lot of interesting episodes. Coming I'm up. excited for the next episode. The next episode will be fun. All of them that we have planned out. Can we tease anything about the next episode? Can, can we tease? Yeah. Well, sure, you can tease. Well, the it does. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it, you saying that did bring up something. Uh, when we started the podcast, uh. I feel like I researched it and found out what the 219 area code was. You know, Lake, Porter, LaPorte, Jasper, and Newton is what we've always said. Comes to find out, we have learned that there's a small strip of uh, Pulaski, White, and Stark counties down that 421 corridor is a 219 area code. Is it Pulaski or Pulaski? I've heard it both ways. I like I've to heard, say Pulaski. When I think Pulaski, I, I have always said Pulaski because the dude, like, uh, what's his name? Casimir. Casimir Pulaski. Like, I feel like that's his name. Like, that's how it's been, been said. Um, when I lived in the city, there was a street called Pulaski, and it was always referred to because it was a really major street. I've just always heard Pulaski. But um, in the last year or so, I've heard people say Pulaski. And at first, I'm like, what? No, that's wrong. But since I've heard so many people say it, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying Pulaski because it's comfortable. But I I could be wrong. And just because you say Pulaski, I'm gonna say Pulaski. It's like when people say tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Also, no one says potato. People say potato because that's what the hell potatoes are called. No one says potato. Just so, like no one says catsup. No, but it, it was spelled like that for a while or whatever. But when people's like, oh, tomato, tomato, it's like, who the hell says tomato? They're called tomatoes, and literally everyone says that because that's what tomatoes are called. I, I'm pretty sure the English might say it that oh, way. Well, whatever. Um, 
Then the potato thing. That's that's bonkers to me. Ain't nobody <laughs> says potato. Nobody. <laughs> anyway, next week on the show, there's going to be some people guest wise that we have that we have talked about damn near every episode. Um, if I'm not mistaken, every episode. Anyway, uh, we're my parents are coming on next week, and that's gonna be a hoot. We're going to their house uh, after dinner to record and hang out. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. That is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, also another couple minutes I can fill here. Uh, we went to the corn roast last night in Crown Point, And it was, I mean, it is a food-based event. I guess we can talk about it a little bit. It was fine. It was fine. There was a lot of food trucks and vendors and a lot of really cool ones. A lot of places were selling some really neat stuff. Um, I got a couple of things from the Portable Rican, which is a Puerto Rican food truck that I have heard a lot about and I've always been really interested in trying. And I got a pulled pork sandwich. It was fantastic. Didn't get any corn at a corn roast, which is, you know, whatever. But we had the, um, elotes in the tamale dinner. We got elote from someone who wasn't the corn roast people. Yeah. We got elote and tamales from a place that on the other side, it's like right on the square. And I'm like, oh yeah, where, where are you? I've never heard of this. You're right on the square. I'm right on the square every day. I've never seen you. Yeah. What is it? <clears throat> well, I'll find them. Yeah. I, I kind of think maybe it was just like a catering venue. I don't know if they have a storefront per, okay. per se. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, corn roast was kind of cool. Um, parents are coming on next week and we went to Pappas today. That's what, that's what I got. So we wish you a good week. Thank you for listening. And as always, always have have a good week. Have a good week. Take her easy, y'all.